the first time and his eyes kind of like got wide. Yeah. <laughs> Diet Mountain Dew in his water bottle in the national finals. Like, dude what? did not drink water. Shout out to Dopamino. The bands are amazing. If you guys watch any anything of that I post, you guys know I'm always using these things. You can go purchase them at the link in the description below. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Clash of Combat podcast, podcast number three. Today, we are joined with Nick Fishback, a Parkside legend. How's it going? Good, man. How are you guys? So Great. good. I shouldn't even say how are you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah we, just, we just got in the room. How, yeah, was, how, how are you feeling? It was, uh, it was nice. It's nice to be back, man. It's always um, the way Nick's running the program right now, and it's always come, good to come back. And, you know, everything is still the same from when, I'm, from when I was here. And mm-hmm. um, it's always just good to roll with, with the Parkside guys. You know, the culture is still the same. So it's fun. I, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, sure. It's definitely fun wrestling, you know. It's good to get different looks. <laughs> yeah. And especially because so Nick's in uh, MMA right now, and he's he's fighting dudes, so he's a bad man. <laughs> bad man. Just choke people. Yeah. No <laughs> he just chokes people, but uh, def- definitely good to get a different feel. So, uh, yeah, man, it was fun. some good goes. Good little. Couldn't go real live, real too hard, but. <laughs> still nursing something. It's so still nursing. I'll be back. I'll be back in like a couple weeks or something. Yeah. We'll, we'll check it out. Well, t- tell us just a little, like, if there's one sentence to describe Nick Fishback, what do you think that would be? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, one sentence. Let's see. You know, back in the day, it was probably life at the party, but now, uh, <laughs> now it's just uh, I'm, I'm a family man. Uh, I like to work hard at what what I like to do, and um, so I don't know, man. Um, one sentence is hard to sum up everything. I got so yeah. much going on right now. Yeah. So uh, just balance, you know, balance. finding balance with with everything I'm doing right now, and. Um, and just enjoying the process like mm-hmm. you got to have fun at what you're doing otherwise what's the point you know so you guys doing this it's like it's something you like to do so yeah um it makes things easy and, and that's how you have good you know success with with anything so just enjoy the process man absolutely yeah and a little more background on nick he's a two-time all-american for parkside i don't know if you said and that finalist right. and finalist and so i just want to ask like how did you deal with like the first time nerves of when you went to nationals uh, yeah, I was listening to your guys' first podcast and hearing Caden talk about it, and I talked a little bit with that practice. But um, it's a different ball game, man. It's a uh, even playing field. Everybody's there. No records don't mean nothing. Seeds don't mean nothing. Yeah. Um, the lights are brighter. The, sure. You're in an arena. Um, you know, for D two, you don't really wrestle in those arenas. So mm-hmm. um, being on the floor, it's they do a good job of doing like the NCA setup and everything. So it's a different world, um, but it's still wrestling. You know, it's still a wrestling match. So. Uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's fun though. It's like, like anything, just enjoy the process, enjoy the moment. And, uh, it was fun, man. I, I, I enjoyed wrestling and that's always gonna be my first love. Yeah. So. so you were, you were all American twice. You qual it was just the two qualifications. Two qualifications. Yeah. I, uh, I was a match away my sophomore or my freshman and sophomore year. I wrestling with a giant ACL brace, and you know there's always injuries oh, come up. So mm-hmm. um, it was a match away, lost in the blood rounds, and then finally got there. And you know uh, my coach Matt Gill at the time was like, "You win two before you lose two, and you're an All-American." So mm-hmm. that was the goal: win two matches before you lose two. Um, so it's kind of just a mindset I had: is and you know seeds don't matter, matchups don't matter. Just wrestle whoever's in front of you and win two, win two before you lose two. Yeah. Who, who was your partner during that? training and everything me and nick were the back-to-back 165 174 um we were we were running the show that year um nick elevated my game so much i mean i'm sure you guys wrestle with him it's like his hips you know everything it's the flow um getting in different positions and scrambling and 
you know, he makes you work for everything. So you get that, uh, that conditioning, that wrestling mm -hmm. conditioning in every position, the squeezes and um, being in on the legs, getting rolled over and whatnot. So Nick was my main training partner that year. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we, we elevated each other's games. For That's sure. Fun. Definitely. He introduced you today at practice actually as one of his you know, closest best friends. So I guess what does like that dynamic play like in your role still now today, even though you're not, not in college anymore, you know, family man. And yeah. <laughs> how does that role play? Um, you know, with, with like you have long, long time friends, you, you, just, you talk every once in a while when, you know, we try to meet up. I, I, like I always will Snapchat message and be like, what are you up to this weekend? And to, to, to find a time in both of our schedules to sure. meet up is, is a little harder than it used to be. Um, the relationships stays the same. I can, I can see Nick two times a year and it's, you pick up where you left off. Mm -hmm. Um, we spent a lot of time together. We lived together for a couple of years. Um, I, I coached him in a national finals match, you know, um, he was a big part of my, the reason I had any success, him and Craig, um, you know, we stayed over the summers and grinded out here. Mm -hmm. wrestling every day you know long matches so um nick's nick's one of my closest friends stood up at my wedding um and, and our relationship always picks up where it started so yeah it's, it's been good that's great yeah yeah well uh transitioning in mma <laughs> i really wanted to hear what you had to say about this so my biggest thing that i want to know was is it harder on your body training mma or was it harder for you on your body when you were training in college for wrestling it's a good question uh, wrestling's definitely more of a grind, um, but MMA, like, it's a different ball game because you have to do so many different things. You have to practice jujitsu. You have to practice. You got to keep your wrestling sharp. You got to work on your striking, your kicks. And for me, I had to learn all the striking so fast. Um, but I, I always say there's like nothing that beats your body up like wrestling, like mm. your knees and your shoulders and your neck. Um, I'd like to say wrestling is a little harder on your yeah. body, you know, and the way you train, like the way a lot of people train MMA, it's, it's very respective. So it's like, you're not trying to hurt your partner. It's like wrestling, like you flow and right. um, if you have a good partner, they're not trying to knock you out or anything, yeah. you know, it's, um, you'll get caught with some kicks. Like one of the first, <laughs> uh, practices I was, uh, training with Dan Argetta yeah. and, uh, he front kicked me right in the liver and it's like. <laughs> You don't know pain until you've been kicked in the liver. It just drops you immediately. It's the craziest thing in the world. That's why I'm so scared to train MMA or anything, dude. I am a wussy yeah. when it comes to anything other than wrestling. Caden boxed his younger brother. Like, yep. what was that, two years ago? Two, two years, one year, it don't matter. And he was scared? It don't matter. He was scared to get hit by his younger yeah, brother. It was like, it's a whole different, like experience when someone else is trying to punch you like it's fine maybe i can try to you know think about punching someone in the face but when their goal is to punch me in the face <laughs> yeah. i don't want that yeah. so how was like your transition from wrestling to go like okay and i'm gonna punch him in the face to knock him out yeah how does that change um that's i mean i've been in some street fights like i like to well do tell me and nick have some good stories uh nothing nothing i'm too proud of but i just always found myself in, in fights growing up um so I was kind of used to that, but when you train it every day and there's someone in front of you who's trained to do that, uh, and you know, a lot of the guys you work with, if you're just starting out, they're not going to just light you up. You know, they're going to, they're going to hit you and be like, see, don't move that way. You know, they're going to, they're going to teach you, um, you know, as you're, as you're moving around with them. So, um, I'm still getting used to getting punched in the face. Yeah. You know, it's not reacting and blinking and fidgeting. Um, so just being calm and trying to see everything. Um, it's, it's been fun. Like, yeah. it, 
you know, I like as I started MMA, it's like it's scary, right? Um, I have a lot of fear going into practices. Like, like I was telling you, one yeah. of the first times I went to spar was with, uh, you know, UFC fighters and Bellator guys. And I'm like, I don't belong in here. These guys are going to kill me. And then I got a hold of them. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm still, I'm still in good shape. So, um, like for now, my, my thing is get to where I'm good and, uh, and then you control the fight, you know, with wrestling, get to your positions, you control the, the match. So, um, try not to get punched in the face. It's good. It's that, good. That's true. <laughs> what, what do you think is a uh, harder training? Is it MMA or wrestling? Um, MMA is def uh, like harder, like technical wise or mm, sure. Okay, yeah. How about technical side and also just like like a conditioning? Because uh, I, I I asked this question because I heard Tyron Woodley say that there's nothing like compared to like wrestling practices. Not even close. And I, I tell all the guys at the gym like we have a pretty decent um, like competition team, mm -hmm. and I tell them like get in good wrestling shape and you're gonna be fine because you see a lot of these MMA fights these guys getting scrambles in the first minute or two and then they're dog tired mm. you know their their shoulders start dropping they're a little bit tired so you get in good wrestling shape you go through all those scrambles and practice you, you know you, you push yourself a little bit further each time to exhaust yourself there's nothing like wrestling shape no matter what mma training you could box 20 rounds of sparring like and then you do two minutes of wrestling these guys are like yeah so uh <laughs> wrestling shape wins always yeah. it's the king of mma wrestling is the king absolutely so, how old were you when you did like your first MMA practice? Uh, last year, around this time. <laughs> Wait, it's only it's only been a year. Yeah, I've only been training. Um, I started April of last year. Wow. I got four going on four fights, so I'm okay. I, I'm 29, so yeah, yeah, I don't got a lot of time to to my peak physical right. state. So um, I'm playing the catch up game a little bit. Right. What so, took you so long to get in? That's a good question. Um, you know, Dan did it. My buddy Dan um, wrestled at Parkside with me. Um, we wrestled in high school, you know, kids, high school, Parkside. Mm. And then he left right away to go to New Mexico, to go to Jackson Winks. Um, Cub Swanson took him under his wing. He was back from forth to California, New Mexico. And he's always like, you got to come out, you got to come out. And at the time, I had a job and, you know, getting married. And I was like, ah, you know, I was coaching wrestling, which I loved. I love coaching wrestling. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know, man. You know, I didn't really have anything pulling me there. Mm -hmm. And then... We were at a, our other roommate, Derek Davison's wedding, and he's like, you just, just come out to California. One week, please. And I'm like, fine, like whatever, I'll go. <laughs> and uh, I went out there and trained with those guys, and I was like, this feels right, you know? It gives me purpose. Mm. Um, and I, I'm used to my whole life as training, you know? Yeah. Two, three packs a day is what you guys do, you know? And you, you fit in the rest of your schedule around that. So for my job now to be training multiple times a day and fighting is a dream come true, so. It took me longer than it should have, but I, I believe every you know everything happens for a reason. So I could have beat my body up for those five years and been out of the game now. So now I'm trying to train smarter and take care of my body and uh, and do it the right way and play a little catch up. So yeah, so you're full time in MMA now. Full time, man. I quit my uh, my comfy. I was construction. Uh, they're building me up to be a superintendent. Um, you know, making good money, pension, uh, benefits in the union. Oh man, very safe. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I told my boss, I was like, uh, so Dan had asked me to go to the Performance Institute, the UFC Performance Institute. And I was like, that's a great opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go. And it was like two days notice. And I told my boss and he's like, you know, what are we doing here? You know, mm -hmm. you've been taking the week, taking days off. And I was like, um, I, I want to fight, you know, and I don't think I could do both full with my full heart. So right. Right. he's like, do what you got to do, man. 
never never looked back. So my wife was very supportive. Shout out to Katie. Yeah. Um, most had a house and bills and, and everything. And she's like, go do it if that's what you want to do. And I trusted myself enough to work hard at this to to make it my living. So, um, yeah, I'm going for it. You know? Yeah, that's what we were wondering. if So she's paying or she's has a big part in huge part huge part yeah <laughs> huge part uh you can't do this alone like everyone's like i made it out the mud by myself and you can't you can't do that alone no. there's so many people that help you along the way training partners gyms um family members that you know, being gone training five six hours a day takes a lot of sacrifice from yeah. from the people around you so uh she's a huge part in what i'm doing is she scared watching you fight <laughs> every <laughs> Every single fight she's been at, yeah. I see her like on the cage. Like <laughs> she's like, "You're okay, baby." And I'm like, <laughs> she's like talking to me. She's like dodging security. Yeah. And whatnot. yeah. So um, she says she wasn't nervous, um, but it looked like she was. Nervous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She's supportive. She tr she trusts me um, to get the job done. And if it doesn't go my way, it's not the end of the world. You know, it's uh, just enjoying the process, enjoying the journey. So yeah, she's supportive. When you when you uh, go on your like ring walk, like does it even hit you until you're in the octagon? Like what's about to happen? I'm still getting used to that moment. You know, I've only done it three times. My first time uh, was out in the middle of a marine space in the middle of a, the desert. Yeah. We pulled up on a school bus, went through security, and they're like, "All right, you're up." And then all of a sudden, they they lock the cage door, and you're like, "Oh." Yeah, you know this. This is happening. This guy across the cage wants to take me out, and he, uh, so you know, just still getting used to it. The second time, um, my second fight, I had about 300 people show up to the fight, like everybody I knew, oh, <laughs> and uh, I just remember being like out of my head. You know, the backstage area was like they didn't have it blocked off, so I was warming up with Dan and like all my family and friends are coming up and saying hi to me and I'm about to walk out. Oh, no. That's got to be oh, no. I remember they're putting the Vaseline on my face and I remember getting in the cage and being like, what the, you know, what the heck? Yeah. Like, Whoa. And uh, just not being ready for that moment. So I'm, I take that as a learning experience. And this next time, I just, um, you got to figure out your process. Like when you warm up for a wrestling match, you got to figure out what works for you, what gets you ready, um, what do you tell yourself, you know. So I'm still working through that process. But um, this last one got a lot better i'm like it's just a competition man um have fun and uh get out of there quick don't get hit yeah you know? <laughs> get take out of there him, quick take them down beat them up that's my thing your take third fight you got the then you get like the fastest knockout of the night or something yeah i got finished of the night, finish of the night. 24 second ko <laughs> <laughs> <24 laughs> um, how, how does that feel when like you uh because you knocked him out with a kick right uh, punch. Uh, oh, it's round and pound. Punch, yeah. Oh, okay, so, I wish, man. Okay. So let me just ask you this. How does it, like, feel when you're just, you know he's dead to rights and you're just socking him? Yeah. Like, do you not feel remorse? Like, no mercy? Or <laughs> oh, are you man. part of the Miyagi-Do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I didn't feel remorse. It's like I was zoned in on that moment, you know, because that person, if they had the chance, they're going to do the same thing to you. Mm, so right. take advantage That's of the true. moment you have. So um, I remember hitting him, and I hit him pretty hard. The first time and his eyes kind of like got wide I was like, boom, boom, yeah. boom. and then he just he kind of went out so um my goal is to get out of there as fast as, yeah. I, yeah. as I can unscathed um so i don't feel remorse i did after i talked to him and you know i, I sure. feel for that i've lost already you know i feel for that that moment and uh, it's weeks and months of preparation yeah. for 24 seconds of you getting hurt you know so it's i feel for that kid and um 
try to inspire him to keep going and you know mm-hmm. everybody in the, the MMA community is so like they want everybody wants to help each other and sure. uh, so I, I don't want to be that guy talking crap and you know trying to get people not to, to come back and fight I yeah. want everybody to keep working and keep growing go into the growing pains and, and whatnot so mm-hmm. um, I don't feel remorse, though. Sure. <laughs> I guess the, back to what you were saying, how you know, the MMA community is really, really nice. Everyone's, everyone to kind of succeed. But um, where's, like, your – do you have smack talk game at all? Are you working on that? Do you want to incorporate that? Mm-hmm. That's not something I thought about uh, yet. Because it's part of the game. It is part of the game. When you get to the highest level, you got to do that stuff. And to be seen now these days, you got to make yourself uh, marketable. So um, I'm not necessarily taking the Colby Covington route yet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just want to be authentic. I don't want to talk crap. If someone's talking crap to me or talk about my family, um, I'll do what feels right. But I, I don't have any plans to do anything that's out sure. of my um, my comfort zone in that smack talk era. So, but that, we're gonna fight. So whatever you say doesn't matter. We're gonna get in the cage yeah. and fight. I don't really have anything yeah. to say to you. There you go. Have you ever had any experiences where people were just smack talking you before? Um, Before like one of these professional fights, I'd say. No, not yet, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's been pretty good. Everybody's been nice. The, the <laughs> ones are nice. The the one the first kid I fought, he uh, they announced his name and his name was Notorious Nick and he did the Conor McGregor walk. Oh, what? <laughs> Come on. And he had the Notorious. Yeah. Name there? And I look back at Dan. I'm like, I'm gonna kill this kid. <laughs> and he's like, No, he's not a. You know, he wants you to be a. You want him to be a shadow. Like you don't want to look at his face. Like he's just another body. You know. So. But I'm like, this kid just McGregor walked on me. Yeah. I'm gonna take him out. So I don't, oh I don't think gosh. about this stuff too much. Yeah. I have so much uh, technical stuff I need to work on. It's the last thing on my mind. Mm. But your first fight with that kid, did you finish in the first round, right? Yeah, yeah, a uh, minute something. Uh, TKO. Jeez. What's your total cage time right now? Uh, <laughs> it's gotta be pretty low. Less than like four minutes. Not first, a full round yet. Not a full round, man. I, and like I said, until somebody can stop me from doing what I'm doing, I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. You know, I know I need the experience being in the cage and whatnot, but uh, it's also about getting through it um, the way you do it, you know, and imposing your, your game on somebody else. So mm-hmm. if you can't stop me from taking you down and beating you up or doing it on my feet, then I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. yeah. That's your main game plan. Just you, you have your wrestling as your strength and you just put on the pressure and make him feel it. You want to bring it to him. Yeah, I've like I've been training for a year. These guys have been training, you know, a long time, and I, my striking is just not there yet. I'm realistic about that. I'm working on it every day, but uh, you got to do what got you to the show, right? Yeah, you right. Know, so um, wrestling is my is my staple. I'm gonna impose my wrestling until you can stop it, and then I'm gonna keep making you think about it. So yeah, uh, yeah. How much uh, more experience do you need until you're gonna transition to pro? Uh, I got my my next fight's June second. Probably gonna do that one. All goes according to plan. That one, maybe one more, and then go pro. Um, start making some money. Yeah, <laughs> that's gotta be like. I wonder if like that's more nerve wracking because it's like yeah. amateur. It's like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like you're. You know, it's not gonna have like maybe long term yeah. effects. I guess. Yeah, no, I understand that. Um, I'm amazed at such a high level right now. The amateurs were ready you know a couple yeah. of years ago so these guys are they're training full-time too so it's not like I'm fighting guys who you know do it as a hobby or anything mm-hmm. these guys are trying to go pro too um, so I, I fight pros every day yeah, so exactly. I, mean, I know what I'm getting into I, I know where I stand kind of so did you ever see uh, 
Bo Nichols won amateur fight. Yeah. He fought like a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Poor guy. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, you but know you you're that. You have to start somewhere. But well, he's starting way higher than a plumber. Yeah. Uh, he might have been a plumber. Okay. Like, <laughs> a plumber. Ay, ay, ay. But for wrestlers, like, for a guy to accept a fight with Bo Nickel, like, you know how many names he has to... The, promoter has to go through like yeah nobody wants to fight a wrestler if you're not a good wrestler why would i want to get taken down and beaten up right um so a lot of these promote like the promotion i fight for ignite um he's a matchmaker for lfa which is another giant pro promotion he's like you're one of the hardest guys we've had um try to find a fight (laughs) people just don't they look all american wrestler i'd rather not you know just move (laughs) on to the next guy so that that uh, makes sense whoever says yes i'm like cool they must know something i don't yeah yeah i don't know they think they could beat me what are your like goals as like long term with mma because clearly you know you can't do mma like forever no. you can stay you can kind of stay in the sport whether it be like broadcasting it or being like just a voice yeah like where do you see like your competition and then like thereafter yeah i want to compete as uh, as long as my body will allow me your college wrestling takes a toll on your body and now doing this um I want to get to the highest level. I want to fight for a big pro promotion. I don't really have, doesn't have to be UFC. You know, I'm very open to Bellator or yeah. one or um, these these the PFL. Like these shows are getting good. Mm. You know, they're they're doing a good job of, what, of it. So um, my goal is to to do it at the highest level, be the best version of myself as a mixed martial artist I can, um, inspire people to to get out of the comfort zones and and take chances and um, and, and I want to be involved in the sport whether it's helping wrestlers transition to MMA or broadcasting or, you know, it's fun. It's something I like to do. Uh, I'm not putting any stickers or, or numbers on what I'm doing right now. I'm just going with the flow and working really hard at it. Yeah. yeah. With the uh, with the PFL, isn't that like a season thing? Which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, okay, so UFC, right? There's You fight all year round. You train all year round. Yeah. NFL, you, you got a season. You get a little time off. There's no time off in MMA. As soon as you finish your, your fight, it's like, what's who's who's next? You know, who are you fight next? And you're worrying about another name for the next however long. So I like the PFL setup. Yeah, it's I a think, good idea. It's a great idea. Um, I think they're doing a good job. They're getting some big names. Um, Jake Paul. Jake Paul, man. They said <laughs> he's crazy. supposed to have his first MMA fight within the year. So. Oh, what? seriously? Yeah, PFL. Breaking news? Breaking news. Holy heard crap. it here first. With the PFL, it's like it's like a point system, right? And then, yeah, I was so I just watched it uh, this past weekend, and they do a regular season. I don't know how many times they fight, but uh, you get a finish, you get six points. You win, you get three points. They take the top four, and you go into the playoffs. So, so like a video game. Yeah, that's pretty. Dude, cool. That's interesting. That's I actually cool. have never even heard of like anything about think, it. This is only like I think this is only like the second season. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, they're getting really good. Like Bubba Jenkins. Uh, yeah. You know, they're getting. Marlon Marais got starch. Yeah, he did. Dude, that Brendan Lochnane is a monster. <laughs> um, there's some scary dudes out there, man. Um, but I like the way they're doing it. I think it's smart. It's simple. You get you get to have a little bit of time off. You get you know what you're getting into. You know, mm-hmm. UFC you could be like two weeks. Boom. You know, uh, you can't get a fight for six months or you yeah. know whatever. It's you know what you're getting into with PFL. So I think it's cool. Who runs that? I don't even know. I'm not sure. I mean, they got a lot of ex-UFC guys involved up top, and I know I'm pretty sure Jake Paul's like part owner in it. Mm. Oh, seriously? Yeah. He, that uh, dude owns everything. Smart man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's smart. a very young dude. Yeah, he's <laughs> <Dude. just> hungry. <laughs> um, but yeah, he started like uh, 
uh, pay-per-view from in the division. NFL. So he's going to cherry-pick his fights. and But he's got to pick somebody that's be interesting. Fights, you know? Yeah, he does have to pick some, And he's done that. He hasn't had one guy that really wasn't like interesting at the time. Yeah, that's true. Biggest draw. Hmm. Do you have any dream like fights like that you see of anyone in any division? Not, not really. Because like I'm I know you said, it. I know you said you, you see you know across the cage like you just see like a body. You don't see put faces on him. Yeah. You don't really have like like I'm off to like take this dude out like to right. be that ahead of him. You don't see that 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 way. Um, I'm just I'm just not at that level where I'm like I want to call people out and take people out. I'm just trying to develop my skills to a point where. Um, I can compete with the best, so mm-hmm. I, I don't really have any like a dream fight or anything. Um, I want to fight the best of the best, you know. But no one really. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna call anybody <laughs> out. <right now. laughs> all right, like all this right. amateur calling me out. <laughs> Get him over here. <laughs> no. And you're you're at 145, right? Featherweight. Yep. yep. So how how are you making that weight? Like you wrestled 165 in college. Yeah, it's. Uh, you look skinny. Yeah. Yeah, I. I, I, I I lost some muscle mass, but uh, when you're not lifting as much and you're training boxing and conditioning-based stuff, it's just kind of naturally happened. I was working construction, going to training two times a day. It kind of fell off, but uh, weight cutting's a little different with MMA. Yeah. Um, you get 24 hours to, to rehydrate and whatnot. Um, I do the water load process, so I'm drinking a couple gallons of water a day. Um, the week of my fight, I'm in a caloric deficit um, and just slowly working my way down water load. And then like the last day, day or two, I'm draining all the water. So Jeez. practice with a sauna suit, lose five, six pounds. Um, next day I'll do sauna. And like my last two times I weighed in, I lost five pounds in the sauna in an hour. And oh, then I went straight to weigh-ins. Holy cow. That's... Have, you, have you ever sat in one of those like boxing the saunas? where your head is just sticking out <laughs> no i haven't done those the, sa- the real saunas will do the job yeah have you but, done the the cut where it's like you lay on the ground and have all the towels, with on? The towels on yeah those are like the ones i feel like you see the most or at least on yeah. social media you see those that's a lot. true yeah just it's just another way to keep your sweat going after yeah. you're out of the sauna or whatever so um luckily i've just kind of sucked it up and stayed in the sauna an extra 15 minutes and laid on the ground where it's not as hot but my sweat's still going yeah so um, that's another thing. It's just like learn the process. You know what works, what doesn't work. My last couple of weight cuts have been really good. I got up, I put on like 13 pounds in a couple hours. My last one. Oh my! <laughs> I jumped on the scale like holy smokes. <laughs> that's crazy. Is there any weight cutting like technique like you just do not want to do? Um, I just do what works for me. Like I don't, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the baths. The bath, like, like the salt, salt bath. Yeah. Um, oh. I know, like it works, but I've seen a lot of people where they're like, they lose their legs or whatever. The sauna's been working for me. I, I do sauna every day, so I'm kind of used to it. Yeah. Lose their legs? <laughs> yeah, like that Crosby. <laughs> Wait, these dudes are just... <laughs> they just leave them in the tub. Oh like, wow. wow, that's a... okay. Interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't um, want to do that either. No, they just like it. T- kind of took the life out of their legs. You know, you have like mm-hmm. jello legs. Yeah. Um, I just heard like, you know, doing that the night before. Just done it to some people and. I don't really feel like I'm losing a lot of weight in a bath, so I just stick with what works. Yeah, Work, sense. working out, sauna. Yeah. Nice. Keep it light. Yeah. What do you walk around at right now? 165-ish. I got a little heavy. You got a big cut. cut. Yeah, you got, you got a big cut. cut. That's crazy. I, I don't know how we can lose 20 more pounds yeah, from this. Crazy. I didn't think I could do it. I'm like, where is it going to come from? You know, I don't have a lot of body fat. Um, just the way I've been doing it, it's been working, and yeah. I'm surprised about it just as you guys are too, but... <laughs> 
it's when you're doing it do you feel like it's like an out-of-body like experience like sometimes like when i'm cutting weight and when i'm resting it's like i don't even know what i'm doing i'm just shooting and right. i don't even know how i'm still like standing up and f- taking this dude down like um yeah you're you're just like kind of dialed in in zombie mode or whatever it's like my face will get all sucked out and my wife is like super scared I'm like are you okay like, but uh yeah like i said my energy has been good the last couple times i've I don't have a huge time getting up and walking around or or doing that so it's it's been good um keep it going that way i don't i don't want to yeah <laughs> does uh eating after like is it different like obviously you cut weight in college right yeah so you get a go-to snack i'm guessing after uh like a college weight cut yeah. is it different now like can you not eat right away or is it like how does that work um like with anything i just try to re- rehydrate as much okay. as i can right away um eat some fruit uh peanut butter and jelly or something like that to get some carbs in me and then I've done like a steak and a little bit of pasta, but last time I had a pasta salad, uh, you know, I don't really have anything specific. I kind of structured my diet to be more streamlined. So I don't not eat anything out of the ordinary that I don't eat like the week of or anything. Mm. So yeah. um, pasta, carbs, eggs, meat, um, you know, like sugars or not too much bread or anything. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and then, Earlier off the podcast, we were talking about picks for this weekend for the UFC event. Yes, sir. So you, who do you got for the Masvidal Burns fight? I got Burns, man. He's a dog. Yep. He's yep. a dog. What about the the fourth fight, Adesanya and Piera? You know what's crazy is that Adesanya is still the favorite. It's like, yeah. <laughs> why are you guys doing this to this scary, <laughs> scary man? Someone's gonna win a lot of money. Uh, I got Izzy. It's hard to bet against him, man. Yeah. He's, he's one of the best to ever do it. Um, like he controlled, like they fought four times, right? Or this will be the fourth. Yeah. Um, he's won most, the majority of the rounds, yeah. you know, he's won most of the fight. Um, Pereira's just got his number, man. I don't know what it is, but, um, I think it's, a, it's a cool, like, it's good on Izzy, man, for taking it again. Yeah. You know, someone who's just got your number. You're like, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. I'm going to do it again. He wants to, he wants to beat him. So he has that fire now. Um, where he's lost an MMA versus him, and he wants it back. So he's going to be hungry. I mean, that's got to be one of the craziest storylines in, like, crazy. all of MMA. I don't it's know. Like if, I don't know. Dude, tell, yeah, I, know I don't nothing, think Kane knows it. So basically, uh, they fought twice in kickboxing, and the first time, Piero won by decision, and it was I think it was controversial. Yeah, like, Pereira got knocked down, and they, like, gave him an extra yeah. amount of time or something. It was weird. Um, and then the second fight... Uh, Izzy hurt him pretty bad, and I think, yeah, they gave him time. Or the end, uh, round ended, and then the next round, Pierre like knocked him out cold with a yeah. left hook, and he has the deadliest left hook, out, like well, out of anybody on the planet, probably. That Strickland highlight where he, that check hook, like holy yeah. smokes! It's He's insane. He's got such like heavy hands. We were at the boxing gym today earlier, and I was hitting the bag, and I was like, he he throws him from his hip, like, and he's just so yeah. heavy. They just like they keep coming. Like it's it's a interesting technique, but he's a scary dude. Yeah, he's a scary dude. And then the third fight in MMA, I'm pretty sure it was going in the fifth round. Izzy was clearly up three rounds to one. Yeah. And with like a minute and a half left, Pierre knocked him out again. What? Yeah. So yeah. three fight. Izzy's won the majority of the rounds. And he's clearly like a more yeah. technical striker. Yeah. I mean he he almost finished him. In one the second round or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. 
and like you give that guy 15 more seconds, hopefully he's stopping him. So yeah, I think he'll I think he'll pull it out. Mm. I don't know. Fight, fighting's so hard to bet on. Like anything could happen. Yeah. They have injuries. They have some, you know. Tech. You a big better? No, I don't bet at all. Really? <laughs> I, I just I don't do it. You guys? No, we can't. We can't. Oh. No, we can't. I I wouldn't even eat either way because like I I feel like I'd always lose. Like I I bet on some MMA if I could. Yeah, I, I just think it's so hard to bet on. Like I can people always ask me like, oh, who should I pick? Who should I pick? And I'll I'll give you what I think, and then like someone will get knocked out or something <laughs> yeah. crazy will happen. And you're like, this is why I don't bet. Yeah. So so I've seen a thing with wrestling, on um, someone's I don't know who said this, but they think that. Was it? I think it was Car Strachey, right? He said um, wrestling would be a lot bigger if people were allowed to bet on it. Yeah, I've seen that. Why can't they? Yes, and what do you think about that? I think that's true. It's a true statement. Um, people are feigning, man. Betting is like sports books and barstool. Like, that's just kind of the culture right now. Um, everybody's into it. I think it, it, it would help. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the right answer is for wrestling to get the attention it deserves, but I think betting would help. Yeah. Know. We just, Caden just posted, or I guess we just posted a little clip bashing on uh, Flow Wrestling. Flo, yeah, I see sure. Yep. And it kind of, it got a lot of attention. Like, a lot of people agreed with it. That, like, Flow's kind of monopolizing, and they don't do a good job of what they're actually doing. It's, it's been so weird, like, what they've been doing. Like, you hear bad things about people who've worked there. Mm. The guys they kicked out, that you're like, that's a, you know, they're good at their job. What, yeah. There's something, there's something there. Something I don't know. fishy. Yeah. That's why I like. I want to fire more back at flow, but I feel like I don't have enough ammo. Yeah. Like, and I just, I know there's stuff, but it's like. I was seeing expensive. comments that they pocket like all the money, like nothing really goes back into it. I, I could see that. I could do it. But okay, I don't know for look sure. Look at the so. quality of their cameras, dude. There needs to be like, yeah. like it's like in like 144p. Dude, and their announcers, you hear them like screaming into the mic, and yeah. it's like the most like destroyed mic you've ever heard in your life <laughs> i don't their their uh their bracket system on the website was horrible for a long time too i don't know since yeah they bought track, well, yeah i, I think, think they... their whole like every time i go on my phone and for these flow tournaments it's so hard and it's so laggy yeah. like there's no way they couldn't make it better yeah and yeah. they they upgrade or they upcharge every year and it's like but you, you still want to buy it because you want to get yeah, i mean you have to you have to yeah it, it's just like i don't know someone like it, needs to to get in the the arena yeah, I guess. Space, so. They do a pretty good job with the little short films. Yeah. Yeah, I thought those were cool. Yeah. Some, I mean, wrestling, wrestlers, ex-wrestlers, I think we all banded together and, and formed something and did it for the people. Some, something could happen. But it's time. They got it locked down. For it's now. time. The Clash of Combat Takeover. <laughs> Get them. Yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to ask you again with uh, back in the room, Shane Gantz, both. 165 runner yeah. up. Yep. Have you guys ever wrestled together or no? Yeah, I wrestled Shane a lot. Um, he was freshman or sophomore when I was here. Um, just a workhorse. Just yeah. a dude who comes at you, tough, um, strong, conditioning. Like he's got yeah. it all. He's got it all. He does. Um, yeah, I was just talking to him a little bit. You know, it's, it's a tough spot for him. It's it's adversity that you're you put your whole life into. You know, like. To lose in the national finals and then to come back and to battle an injury and um, and not do what he he set out to do is is tough. You know, I I, I feel for him. I've been in his position. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say I don't like think about the match every day or you know I just kind of use that as as fuel going forward and what you learned from it. You know, it didn't happen to you. It happened for you. Like it, it happened for a reason. You know, yeah. you're meant for something bigger. 
but that's supposed to change you in some way. So um, don't take life too serious, man. You know the person you are. You know the people you inspired. You know how hard you worked. Um, it's just a, it's just an accolade. You know, none of that matters. It's about who you touch and who you you know who who you inspire and and the the friendships and the journey. It's, yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. As as I look back, I'm like, none of that mattered. You know, sure. being the all American, whatever. It was nice, but um, you missed the people. You missed the the, the camaraderie and, and all that. So don't don't get too focused on on this one thing. You know, just have fun, wrestle your hardest. Uh, good things will happen. So yeah. did yeah. it suck or at first? For you, like oh, what? Horrible. <laughs> like you of weren't. Were you, were you not happy with it at all? The taking second. Um, I was. I was really disappointed with like how it went. So if you don't know, yeah, give um, us a little match breakdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Clint Poster, St. Cloud Kid. He's the, he was the guy that year. He'd pinned me in like 30 seconds earlier in the year. My only loss. Um, he ended up losing in like the semis, and I had a couple tough matches. But I was like, oh, I could, you know. This is my tournament. Yeah. And made it to the finals. Um, maybe I was, like, happy to be there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I think he got me in a cradle. Like, I was on my butt, got me in a cradle in, like, the first minute or something. Reversed him. We were back on our feet. Towards the edge of the mat, I went to, like, pass an ankle, and he kind of put his butt into me and, like, sat me down. And they called the defensive pin. Wait, what? That's yeah. how it happened? Yeah. In the first period? First period. Oh. And... I got up, we both got up, and we're like, oh. And then he, like, started celebrating, like, 15 oh seconds. Oh, my know? gosh. He didn't even know he won. No, to call the pin was wild. I had refs come up to me after, which is even worse in Angel. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't agree with that. I don't think that was right. Uh, I just want to let you know. Good job, blah, blah, blah. So to hear it from, from other refs was like, oh, man. Man, um, I wish I just I had a fair shot or, you know, I didn't. it didn't happen that way, but. Like I said, it didn't happen to me. It happened for me. Sure. So um, it sucked the way that happened. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Do you Life think Do you think if, if you didn't get pinned, you would have won that match? Yeah, I had some steam, man. Like I said, he had me in a cradle. I reversed him. I was feeling good. Um, we were scrambling a little bit. I I think I had the momentum in the match. Um, like I said, anything could happen, but I would have liked my chances. Yeah. yeah. So it, it is what it is. It, it burns every day. But Absolutely. <laughs> Whatever. I remember uh, this summer, I always uh, just seen you post on your stories, just running, always, oh, like yeah. with the stroller. Forgot and, about and that. And so I, I don't think I told you this, but that was the reason, like, what motivated me to run more. And that's I why I did, did my that. marathon is because yeah. every morning he would post, like, 12 miles. He's, like, pushing a stroller. I'm like, bro, what? At, like, 5 a.m., right? like, yeah, yeah, so early. Talk so, a little bit about that. Yeah, I, this is when I started, uh, decided to get an MMA, and I was like, I hated running. I hated running in college. I just wasn't a runner and my knees are no good. Um, and then I started like leaning into everything that I hated to do. I was like, I'm going to do that until I love it, you know? So I just started running, started out with a mile, two miles, whatever. And I'm like, then it's just a mental battle, you know? Just And you did like a marathon, so I'm sure you know. Like, it's just a mental battle. And I was like, okay, I was working construction at the time. So I was up at 5.30, leaving the, the house at 5.30. So I was like, I have to run at like four. So I'd run, I'd get up, run five miles go to work, go to practice, get home at eight or nine. Um, and then I just kind of like fell in love with running, like that runner's high. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. So I just kept challenging myself to get up. And then I was holding myself more accountable by posting it, you know, because yeah. I had other people say like, oh, that's awesome. Like it inspired me to run or whatever. Um, and that kind of meant more to me than just me running. So I was like, 
I'm glad people are seeing you can do it no matter what your schedule's like or everybody can run, you know? Mm. And if you hate to do it, do it. If you're scared to do it, do it. So I, I just started running and I was like, I'm glad it inspired some people. <laughs> yeah. You post you reposted a lot of people taking you on yeah, that. Yeah, there was a ton. Yeah. yeah. There was I, a lot of people. That that's kinda of my like goal with posting anything. I was like, I hope this touches somebody else or I hope that someone gets something from this. I don't want people to think, Oh, he's running, he's cool or, or whatever. Like I want them to be like, Oh, I feel a little guilt maybe or like I should do that. Like they know I, I should be doing that. So I, I, I just hope it, it inspired other people to do it. Yeah. That was the goal. So Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Or were you, you weren't running in the morning I, with Caden, I bet. No, no he wasn't. I did, do, I did a half marathon this Yeah, summer. I did a half, half marathon, marathon two days before this, my yeah. marathon. That's awesome. That's crazy. How'd it go? Good. <laughs> it was, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. His, no, his no, marathon. you're going to talk crap. This is not okay because it was done in one day. His marathon, it, it wasn't a straight up, I'm going to run 26 miles through. It was a, I'm going to run half marathon i'm gonna go stop at mcdonald's and no get, get that a was two okay that was two miles in because okay that was part of the series on youtube i had to get a coffee every single day because i just like love i had to do it and i like he still did it he still got i did the it i did it yeah but that's, that's awesome. true when i was thinking about that i'm like i know crosby always talks crap to me about this <laughs> and other things but you know i might have to do another marathon again so do it how'd the training go for all that like how was it well it was a week that's so crazy. i mean yeah, it just goes to show you what your body can do. Yeah, no, it, it's so crazy. And I, like, like looking back, people are saying, and I look at videos of people just training like a month, two, two and a half months out of like their whole schedule and like a couple miles a day. I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just ran more miles like on day one, then more on day two, more on day three, four, five. And then five, well, five was the half marathon. Six, I just had a rest day. I was finally just rested up. Yeah. I had like so much pasta, pancakes, just carb loaded carb up. Loaded. And then, um, yeah, woke up at like 5 a.m., ran a marathon, got done around like maybe two, three, something. But Were you toast after that? Like No, I was fine like the rest of the day. I was more hurt, I think, after my half marathon. But during the marathon when I was running, my like hips like kind of locked and I didn't know how to move my legs. Yeah, Have you ever had that? Dragging them along. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. But. Yeah, that's when I did the half marathon, I got when I, like mile 10, I had like cramps like in my, like right above my knee on mm. both legs. You see it twitching, you're like, what's yeah. happening down there? And that, that sucked. But yeah. I couldn't even imagine doing another 13 miles after that. We should do it. Let's do, let's run a marathon yeah. this summer. Heck yeah. Well, Crossy's always talk about, like, mud runs, too, or, like, different, like... Oh, yeah, uh, we want to do one of those. Yeah. Or, like, a, what are they called? Like, the Warrior? The Tough Mudders. Tough, tough Mudders, mudder. okay. yeah. Have you done one of those? No, but, like, this summer I was listening to all these podcasts, and they're, like, uh, Brendan Schwab was, like, I'm coming to Chicago, and I'm, I'm doing it. Come meet me in Rockford. I'm, like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I was like, why not? Wait, like he, did this already happen? Uh, yeah, I think he does it like every summer. He gets like, I forget what they call it, the thick mutter or something. That'd be pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, he's got a, he's not a nice Brendan little following. Schwab. You know, he's on Joe Rogan sometimes. No. MMA he's an ex-UFC guy, yeah. Um, he's got a decent pod. Oh, does he? Uh, the he's like, show. He's like six podcasts. Yeah, he, he's a workaholic, man. Um, so yeah, I would like to do a, a Tough mutter or something. Just something different to see what you can do let's do it let's do it all right that'd be fun it. we'll put post here on the clash of combat <laughs> yeah. podcast after the tough mutter all yes. mudded out yeah that'd be pretty cool let's ah yeah, yeah yeah let's do it so back in the gym with you we know we saw you post that you were working with below muhammad yeah uh he trains at chicago fight team uh where i train and every friday he has a like a, a small group and um they'd asked us to to join in the last couple times and um, 
awesome to work with guys like that. Yeah. You know, he's he's such a student of the sport, like, and he works so hard. So it's it's just cool to be around somebody working that hard and chasing something so um, passionately. Mm -hmm. um, and just to be a, a little bit involved in his process and his story. Right. Um, it's it's fun rounds, man. They have yeah. fun. Like, you're not trying to hurt anybody. It's a uh, we did like 15 rounds of sparring and 15 rounds yeah. what one yeah. like go like a couple minute yeah a couple minute rounds it, we did 15 of them and like <laughs> stay in for a couple would sit out or whatever and um it's fun he's a he's a good dude and i i'm grateful to be in the same gym with him yeah, yeah. he's he you can tell so he like kind of recently started you know talking a lot of crap you know you gotta but do what you gotta do to you get can that. tell that he's a good guy talking crap yeah mm. yeah he's not trying to like but he talks crap about your boy. Colby. <laughs> yeah, but Col he, Colby's Colby not a good goes, lead. he's not, he goes to the extreme. He goes extreme. to the jugular. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bilal's not a bad dude. You got to do it, like, like I said, you got to do what you got to do to get your to get your money fight. You know, you got to yeah. build up your following. And Colby had to do the, the trash talk thing. And um, he's got to call people out and, you know, do something different to get to get his name in the hat. Yeah. He deserves it, so. I hope he gets it. Yeah. Does he do his full camp in Chicago? Um, yeah. He trains at Valley Flow uh, Striking, which is a little bit north of Chicago, um, and then does the Chicago fight team. Uh, they go to the UFC gym near my house on Sundays. I go over there once in a while and roll with them. Um, but he travels a lot to Vegas. He corners people. Yeah. Um, he trains all over the place. So uh, He's, he's got to be next in line. got to be. Nine fight, un, I think nine fight unbeaten streak or win streak. I just I hate that they gave him um, that Shavkat Rachmanov, whatever Is that, that they want to give him. I hate that they're doing that to him because it just he just kind of chopped down the young buck that was coming up and Sean Brady. I still think he beats him though. He beats Shavkat. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but uh, he's aiming for Usman or Colby, and I think the Usman one is more realistic. Yeah, I think Colby's not going to fight unless he gets that. That uh, but you hear that he's getting it. Yeah, I mean, Dana said it straight up. Yeah. He's like, he's getting it. And he was the gatekeeper for how many years? I so um, I'm not, like, super upset that he he gets a fight. Just the way it all went down with the the lawsuit about a brain injury and then you're going to fight in a cage. Like, yeah. something, there's something shady going on there. He, The UFC had to, like, tell him to drop the charges. Hey, drop oh, the yeah. charges and we'll give you the title fight. For you sure. Know? Um, to, for that to just go away was something that happened behind the scenes did you see that Masvidal just said this week that he's gonna he's gonna like sue him for saying that he had brain injury if he signs the fight what yeah, yeah. can you do that I don't know that's just messy for like false claims or yeah. something it's a sketchy world we live in it's yeah. messy it's like but you also shouldn't go around sucker punching people <laughs> yeah that's wild <laughs> that's wild behavior um, we'll see what happens with that division. It's it's still exciting. I, I, I hated to see Usman go out the way he did. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Luke Reinish, uh, national runner-up, was a guy who was here when I got here, um, lost to Usman in the national finals. No way. Wait, from seriously? Parkside? Yep. What? Yeah. Uh, I never knew from this. From Parkside? Usman was a Nebraska Kearney guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Reinish lost to him in the national finals. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I did not cool. know that. A little, little Parkside claim to fame. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Was he just was Usman a one time? Just he won that one? I think so. I think so. I don't know. Did you see the the Starachi or Staraki yeah. call out on him? Man, he's coming for everybody, dude. <laughs> I don't get how that works. I uh, 
he's like the only guy in college wrestling right now that's literally throwing shade, I guess, on that level. Yeah. But it's almost like you see how Bo Nickel's success, and you can't deny, like, maybe he <laughs> can back up what he's saying. For sure. Um, and I think he could do that to a lot of those guys, but I think you just got to have that respect going into a new arena. Um, just, you know, there's two ends of the sword. Like, he's getting all this this pop from his name, calling out all these guys, and they're going to be talking about him now, and his name's going to be in a lot of conversations, but not a lot of people are going to like you, man. Mm. So that's, it's cool when you're cool with a lot of the people, you yeah. know, to, to be in a, have a good relationship with those guys, but calling them out, you got to better be careful what you wish for, you know. <laughs> he called out some big names, so. Yeah, he did. Um, I don't doubt he can have a very good amount of success very early, but we'll see. Does he have another year of eligibility? Maybe so. he could be a four timer. Brooks maybe four timer. I don't even know. I don't know either. So. Just What's COVID year messed everything up. You're like, how? Like, yeah. How long are you guys wrestling yeah, for? Seriously. Apparently now there might be eight years. Yeah. Apparently. Eight time All American. <laughs> like what? You're 32, That's... dude. <laughs> That's <laughs> go weird. go do something else. These kids are 20. Yeah. Not even. So before I ask this, I want to give some background on your. Oh wait, no, you weren't on the team in 2018, were you? Your last year's 2016. I was, uh, I was coaching. So, <laughs> no. how do you, how do you think that team? Let's say just 2016 team. Cause you guys still had a good team then. Mm. How do you think that team would compare to our team this year? Ah, you guys got some killers, man. Some young killers. Uh, I really like what's going on here. Like to see a, a core group of guys, freshmen, sophomores, uh, do, you know, have so much time together. Mm-hmm. You guys are gonna be scary in a couple of years. Um, but we are just tough, man. We're tough. <laughs> Take you guys out. Do you have any like uh, stories from practices? Like, coach just said something at practice, and you've never done this before, and it was just like the hardest practice you've ever had in your entire life. Ooh, ooh. Because we got some stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick's not afraid to to work you guys to the bone, but um, yeah, uh, we had some some morning practices like. Um, they kind of knew like we went out like the night before Thanksgiving, sure. everyone goes on break. And, um, so we got in one morning, one year and it was like all the ex alumni were here, like all the all Americans. And we did 30 minute grind matches and they just put us through the ringer for like, we did two back to back 30 minute grind matches and just got, oh, wait, what? Back back. Feet, dude. Yeah. That, so that was like, I, I'll, I'll remember that forever. I just remember being like, these guys are fresh. They're like, they love that they're beating up on us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that the grind matches were tough, but um, stories, man. There's some been some fights in here that awesome. You've been a part of. Uh, I mean, I throw a couple shots. <laughs> you know, if someone's like annoying me or trying to hurt me or something, like mm. these young, like when uh, was a junior, or senior, or some freshman coming in, I was like doing something shady or like wasn't wrestling me. I'd, yeah. You know, I I give him a little bit, a little yeah. extra. But there, no, I've I've never hurt anybody. Like this is my team. I'm not gonna. But there's been some fights in here for sure. Hands thrown. We had some scary dudes in here. Jeez. It was just different, like, different group of guys. Like, I don't know. We had some street guys, you know. Sure. Um, and that just clashes, you know, guys who think they're good. And there's been some wars in here. But I'd like to hear your guys'. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first off, I mean, we got whitewater practices. Yeah. Uh, that's win or lose. Win, win or, or lose. lose. We have um, probably one of the toughest practices of the year, and clearly from after, uh, at, yeah, after okay. the Whitewater. Yeah. Game. And so I guess recounting back on when uh, Nick's first year, his first duel, we lose to a D three team. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I was like, oh, Nick. And we came <laughs> back, and 
I think it was literally the next day. It was the next day, of course. And um, Nick recorded the sound of the crowd of the Whitewater. And he played this during our practice and just ran us, did all these types of, like, backwards, just live goes again, sprint, sprint. Well, it started with, I think we did, like, five matches, but there's no clock. Mm. Yeah. Like, it was just straight seven minutes. Yeah. That's the worst, too, and you don't know when it's ending. Yeah. <laughs> well, in this one, I think it was, was it? It was over two hours, yes or no? I think it was around yes, two it was, hours. Yes, it was over two hours. For sure, it had to. And we you never go that long. Were you here? Was the, the whitewater practice? Oh, man. Me. I don't know how old you are. Day. Not bad. No, think, talk about getting, getting sick. I broke out in herpes the next day of how hard it was. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Your body's just, like, down. Yes. And uh, I guess there was just another practice. How you said, 30, two 30-minute grind matches. Uh, we Similar, We Nick just told us at the beginning of practice, you pick a guy for live. And you go until one of you quits. Love that. So that could go on forever. Love that. And Crossy was already shaking his head. I did. Were you with Nick? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Just I, with him. Okay, I, was... had, I had Jalen on our team, Spuler, right? And he just beat the piss out of me for like, you know, long time. It was like an hour and a half. It, it was, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So like... we we ended up lasting just an hour and a half. Everyone was done. None. Neither of us were really. I wasn't gonna quit for sure. And eventually. He was just annoyed. Yeah. Because he probably had an no. hour of riding yeah. time. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe 30. World but, record. No, maybe, maybe 40 minutes maybe. But but Caden just won't quit. And I, then he took yeah. him down like three times at the end. And Jalen was like, all right, screw yeah. this. Because there's different routes you could take. You could have been beating the guy up and said, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it forces you to learn about yourself, you know, mm -hmm. to not quit or whatever it is. But that's, that's awesome. <laughs> To even take that beating for that so long, or and just to be there and like that was such an more. experience. You know, do they do anything like that in like probably not MMA because that's just you might have that in your fights, like. Uh yeah, they'll do it like where you'll be the guy in and they'll just send fresh guys in to take you down. Oh, okay. And just pummel you, but uh, no, I remember Craig would he would do that like at the end of practice with guys who maybe did something wrong or didn't, weren't getting the grades or whatever. He would just rock like get up and just like <laughs> keep beating them, dude, just beating them. And they like we'd all go shower and walk back and like oh still going they're still going you know how 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 do you think Craig is so good when he was literally bloodstream as Mountain Dew? <laughs> <laughs> I tell this to everybody the funniest thing in the world he had Diet Mountain Dew in his water bottle in the national finals like dude what? did not drink water. Yeah, did I don't think he does. Water. I don't think he still does. Wait, when he was wrestling it? Yeah. Wait, what? National finals. <laughs> what? Diet Mountain Dew. Dude. Um, that he's, is insane. He's, he's just built dude. He's built different, um, and just like so strong, you know, yeah. doesn't work like work out. And they're like, why is this guy so strong? Yeah, and just like B two, um, Craig was so instrumental in my development. Just like if you can wrestle Craig and escape or or score on him, you're like you're, you're pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, he uh, he would beat some guys down. He's still beating guys down. It's crazy. He's got to be putting dudes in leg cradles. Yeah. Or... Yeah. yeah. Genius. He's one of the best people I ever wrestled. When and you were in college, neck. did you do like back bridges? Like it, this was this is a part of like the whitewater practice. Okay. It's like you go on your back and you have to like hold up on a back bridge. Oh no. Oh my gosh. After Man. so much live and so much sprints, that is maybe the worst thing. And, he and especially especially yeah. when people are, heads are just falling down. And he's like, oh, up again, up yeah. again. Like the heavyweights can't even get their heads <laughs> off the man. It's like I'm not starting until everybody's up, and it's. Yeah, Nick, uh, he don't play no games, man. He's, uh, that's what I like. He's like, that's why you guys are having the success you're having because you have those moments in practice. Like, mm -hmm. people aren't working that hard. Yeah. Some teams aren't doing that. 
it's, it's elevates your game. It, you as a person, you as a wrestler. So I'm glad he's doing that to you guys. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. It's, uh, Parkside's got a special place in my heart. For sure. That's good. It was a lot different when I was here. Yeah. I was just telling Samuel, I was like, the weight room was a, a jail cell. Dude. It was like a corner of the room, all white brick, rusted weights, mm. nothing new. And like going on my recruiting visit, I'm like, I lo- loved working out. I'm like, oh, that doesn't look like a place yeah. I want to work out. Yeah, how'd you even get here? Like, why did you choose here? Because I saw on your Instagram what this room looked like before. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I would have came here if it looked like that. I was just telling Ronnie, too. The, the mats were hard. They were old. It was freezing in here. Like, to even break a sweat would be like, you need 20 It was minutes. freezing in here? Freezing. That's weird to think. And then, like, the water heater was broken, the showers. So, like, over winter break. Still kind of is. Still kind of is. I'm glad that hasn't changed. But I was like, you remember those? Ah, I just take a cold shower. Um, I chose Parkside. Um, Dan, he had met uh, Mike Magawa, who was... Uh, starter here for a long time uh, lived near us and he went on a visit they con- coach cook and Craig contacted me um, me and Dan came on a visit and I rolled with these guys and they were very good at the time they were coming off uh, a fifth place finish or something they were they were ranked like second in the country coming in like my freshman year yeah and just had a bunch of hammers around my weight and I'm like it was, it was close to home, um, not too close, not too far. Mm-hmm. Um, good, like I liked everybody on the team, um, and just, just felt right. So I signed, and then um, our head coach Greg Lewis at the time was like, uh, he was working a, a job, so like this is, he was here for a practice, and he'd leave. Like he didn't really, he wasn't really a coach. Head coach. Yeah. So it was like a part-time a head part-time coach position. Interesting. And he didn't like. Um, I shouldn't say he didn't care, but like he, he wasn't in like an asset for the, for the team. Yeah. Craig was basically running the show. Um, and then I just kind of gravitated towards Craig, like Craig, anything I could do. I stayed over the summers and, and after a year, we like all that whole class was like, we're going to leave next year. Right. We're not staying here. And a lot of kids ended up leaving. Um, I just ended up staying and then it yeah, worked out. And then, like I stuck, stuck around with Craig and um, and things started picking up. Nick transferred in and we got some good recruiting classes and I was like in that era where we were really good and then we were like just, I kept us stringing along, you know, mm. a little bit of success here and then it got really good after I left, which happened to me in high school too. Really? Uh, like my high school team was three time state champs, number one in the country. I come in my freshman year, ranked number one or two in the country and we lose in the regional. Like, Jeez. and then, so we don't place that year. The next year we take like third, we lose in team sectionals to Oak Park River Forest. We had the Dardanes brothers, Ellis Coleman, like loaded teams, almost beat them. But we just never won a state championship while I was there. The year I left, they get all these transfer or like new guys and they, they're back to back state champs. So I just kind of strung it along for the, kept it rolling for the teams. So you, that guy. you go to high school in Illinois? Yeah. How did you, what was your high school career like individually? Uh, just a one-time qualifier, one-time placer. I wasn't a big recruit. Um, really? I was thinking about walking around, walking on at U of I. Uh, Loris was an option. Um, and then, yeah, I took fourth once. I lost to Evan Cooper, who's, who's a stud. Uh, I don't know. So, uh, I got so much better once I got here. Like, mm-hmm. maybe not the first year, but I started rolling with Craig. And, and like, I kind of fell back in love with wrestling. Like, I was like, I like this. And I started scrambling and... and whatnot so 
fell back in love with it and then I got really good and that's what like I tell all these guys like just fall in love with the process fall in love with the training um, and you're gonna see the success when it's like a drag you're like I don't want to go to practice like, you're just getting going through the motions getting through things um, I found a lot of success when I just like fell back in love with wrestling so it, it was it was nice is there ever a day right now where you don't want to go to like the gym most days really <laughs> yeah it's it's a uh, you know like I said I got a family and um, some days I just body hurts or whatever and you got things going on and you don't want to go but those are the times and sometimes you have the best practices you just kind of force yourself to go um, when you don't have the motivation like it's like a quote when you can't stay disciplined stay consistent so um, I just try to stay consistent I go to practice every day uh, two times a day if I can so um, Grind. You got to get through those days, and that's a part of being successful in anything. You can't only train when you feel good or when you feel like training. You have to train like and, and inspire people to train when they don't feel like it. So yeah. that's a huge part of getting through the thieves and flows of life. Like you're not always gonna feel good, mm -hmm. so just keep it, stay consistent. Yeah, yeah. I think we're at that time, yeah, huh? I think we're in we deep waters. I think it's time to give you your little gift over here. So shop, shoe shop. Brady, shoot behind the camera. Brady, come back here. Come back here. Into the pod. <laughs> Customized Clash of Combat made truly by Bishu. Say anything to the Very camera, Brady. Impressive. It's an honor. <laughs> Honor's all mine. So here we go. Yeah. Number two. It's heavy. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. It is. Sweet. It's sick. I have to move some plants around in my house, and uh, it's going right on the, the mantle. <laughs> sure. <laughs> my wife will love it. Do you have any uh, closing remarks, anything to inspire the youth, inspire people watching? Uh, just do what you like to do and work really hard at it. Um, don't take life too serious. You know, all this, like, quotes thing that kind of stick with me. It's like, just just have fun in what you're doing and, uh, and the success will come. So work hard. Good things will happen. Sure. So thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for coming. Thank thanks for making fun. the drive. I'm honored to be the second guest. Yes. I mean, it's tough to follow up Gable Stevenson, but... <laughs> Yeah, we didn't. Wait. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, that, you okay. were supposed to be the first guest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dick. Cool.